Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Steve Rosenblum. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Welcome in. Welcome back. Indeed, I'm Steve Rosenblum. Saturday Suckage. I suck so you don't have to. The White Sox have become my white whale. No, between the White Sox, the Bears, the Cubs, the Blackhawks, nobody's trying in this city. Or I'm sorry, they're trying to lose. They're losing very well. No accountability, no talent, no nothing. Welcome to Sucktown. And welcome back to The Score. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. My next guest is returning. He is the host of BetMGM Tonight and the BetMGM MLB podcast. Ryan Horvitt joins me on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Ryan, thanks for joining me. I wanted to get your thoughts on on how big a move the number on the Bears was, their overs and unders, when they signed Riley Reef. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, before the move, they had a, a win total of a whopping six and a half. And right after the move, uh, the books adjusted, and they're now sitting at a whopping win total of uh, six and a half currently. I got to be honest, I like the Bears to go over six and a half wins. They won six games last year with Matt Nagy calling the plays. And I actually went back to torture myself and watched that first start that Justin Fields made where. Nagy clearly had the same game plan for Andy Dalton. And that was, I think, in the history of football, I think that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life. And Fields was bad, but the play calling was was the worst I've ever seen. They finished in that game with 1.1 yard per play, which I believe was the lowest for any team since 2004. And then they finished that game, I forgot about this, with 47 total yards, which I believe was their lowest since like 2000. So I, I, I don't think there's any chance that they could be that bad again this year with, uh, with, 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 with new guys in a new system. There, there's just no chance, even losing what they lost on the defensive side of the ball. You don't think they could – you really don't think they could be worse, despite a, an offensive line that seems to be – the veterans might make you feel better as Schofield and, and Reef. You don't know where they're going to be. The, the free agent center they signed immediately got hurt. He broke his hand. They don't know if Lucas Patrick is going to be back for – to, to start the season, and they have Darnell Mooney and the question marks. They have a bunch of guys who get arrested. We don't know if they can. We know they can catch the attention of police. We don't know if they can catch passes. <laughs> and you really, 
you really at least tell me you think the defense is going to be a lot better, a lot more impactful, and maybe they'll score more, and maybe that will account for it. But this, tell me why you think this roster, this offensive roster, isn't as bad as last year's offensive roster. So on the defensive side of the ball, obviously the front seven is much worse. And that's what happens when you lose Khalil Mack, who's really been mailing in the last two years, Akeem Hicks, and then Eddie Goldman. When you lose those guys, it's going to hurt. What I like is if you look at the schedule, they actually face the fourth easiest schedule of opponents, which is, I believe, the fourth largest improvement after they faced the ninth most difficult schedule last year. So the schedule is a little bit easier. I, I worry – a little bit about the secondary because most likely you're going to be starting two rookies. I like Kyle, uh, Kyler Gordon a lot. Um, you know, I, I like all those Washington defensive backs because they play the zone heavy coverage there. So I think that he'll fit right into Matt Eberflus's defense. And then I like Brisker as well, but you worry when you have two corners, obviously two rookie corners and you're going against Aaron Rodgers twice every season. And now the Vikings, I really like the Vikings and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, if they're healthy are going to torch those kids. But I like what they're, in the, in the offensive line, like you said, is going to be a disaster. I'm not thrilled with the skill position players, but I just feel like in the right system, I like Luke Getzey, and I know we've never seen him call plays, but if Aaron Rodgers likes the guy and he's been studying under Matt LaFleur the last couple of years, like LaFleur's offensive system is great. And what they're going to realize is Matt Nagy pretty much threw Justin Fields to the wolves. Like if you go back and you watch him at Ohio State, where he's great is mid-range and deep throws. He was actually the most accurate immediate passer on throws 11 to 19 yards in college football for the last five years. The Bears, the play calling was terrible. They averaged 9.9 yards to go on third down. The plays Nagy was calling on third down gained 0.9 yards, not even one yard. That was the worst rate in the NFL. So – with Eberflus and Luke Getze and a new system, I think the offense improves because I don't think you're just going to have Justin Fields pretty much running for his life. So if he gets rid of the ball quickly, you know, makes those deep throws, I don't think he's going to take as many hits. And I think you could kind of mirror how bad the offensive line is. And then defensively, you know, we don't really know what to expect, obviously, but I love Roquan Smith. Um, rookie corners, always tough to, you know, deal with, but I just think the schedule sets up where they could at least win seven wins because that was a bad football team last year, like I said, and they won six games with a terrible coaching staff. If they can't win seven games, and I think even though it's year one, you have to worry a little bit about Eberflus. I was reading in Warren Sharp's uh, new book that he has them rated right now uh, last. He rates head coaches, and he has them last right now, but it's more about the coaching staff that he brought on just because, again, Luke Getzey's an offensive coordinator who's never really – he's never called plays. LaFleur called the plays in Green Bay. My guest is Ryan Horvath, BetMGM. He is the uh, BetMGM Tonight and host of that and BetMGM MLB podcast. And I think he also, Eberflus has never, there's a big difference between making a decision, you know, of coverage as a, as a coordinator and making a decision as a head coach. And every, right. every, ascend, every, every assistant who ascends to that finds how difficult that, that situation is. And maybe turnovers deodorize that. Maybe they do. Maybe the takeaways deodorize that. So I, I, whatever you rate them now, I, okay, that's fine. But the point to be made that you did make, Ryan, was the schedule's not as tough because they only face, I think, three top quarterbacks. If you're dealing with elite quarterbacks this year compared to last year, it's Aaron Rodgers twice, and they play Buffalo, right? So it's Josh Allen. I don't think they play. They they're facing elite quarterbacks, and 
that should help rookie cornerbacks or no, I would think that does that factor into the way you, you had mentioned that where does that factor in? How heavy a factor is that if you're going to put down your own damn money? Yeah. And that's huge, man. And like, that's the one thing that I look at because we see these teams, you know, in the NFL, a couple years back, the pandemic season, remember the Steelers started off like 13 or 14 to no, And then they, they weren't a good football team. They just had a lot of good luck facing rookie and young quarterbacks last year. The Arizona Cardinals, the start that they had to the season, they were 7-0, and and then they lose to Green Bay. Kyler Murray gets hurt, but that's what I look at. And if, if you look at it, you know, look who the Bears face this year. I mean, you get the 49ers, but Trey Lance is, is a first-year starter. He had a couple appearances last year, but Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy. Aaron Rodgers is still great, but I don't know. I, I would worry a little bit, you know, you know, about Green Bay. I actually like Minnesota to win the division, and we're getting better than 2-1 to one odds because – he loses Devontae Adams, who, in my opinion, is the best route runner and the best wide receiver in all of football. And they also lose MVS. And look at the weapons that they brought in. Sammy Watkins hasn't played a full season since his rookie year. He's already injured, and he hasn't even practiced yet. You know, Randall Cobb's not getting any younger. Alan Lazard right now is their number one wide receiver. He's more of a blocking wide receiver. He's a good three or four. So even facing Green Bay, even with those rookie corners, it's not like you have to face Devontae Adams and, and the weapons they've had the last couple of years. You get the Texans with Davis Mills. We don't know what the Giants are going to be. You know, Daniel Jones, the, the Giants won't even commit to him. The Vikings are going to be really tough, but the Commanders, you know, Carson Wentz, first year there, he wasn't very good for Indianapolis last year. That's why they ditched him after a year. He's not very accurate. And, you know, you see the Dolphins. We don't know what two is going to look like. Atlanta is going to be a complete disaster this year. They plan on starting uh, Marcus Mariota in the year 2022. So, like you said, other than Buffalo and other than Aaron Rodgers, and I guess maybe you want to throw Kirk Cousins in there, you get a lot of rookie or second-year quarterbacks. Davis Mills, Zach Wilson, Jared Goff can't push the ball down the field, although I think Detroit might be okay this season. So I think they really luck out, and I think that that's why you – know, that's really why I target them to win at least – you know, seven, eight games. I think it's, it's not a lock. I wouldn't say that, but I think they're at least going to be a little bit more competitive and they have the chance to pull off a couple upsets. They're only favored, I believe, in three games. Even this game right now um, against Atlanta right now would currently be a pick situation where maybe they close as like a one- or two-point favorite. But I believe right now they're only favored in three games this season and they're still projected to win six-and-a-half, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. All righty then. Well, you're supposed to make sense of that for us, Ryan. Ryan Horvath is my guest. He's the host <laughs> of BetMGM tonight. So BetMGM has a list of odds out, and I wanted to talk to you about this. What, whatever, we have people who listen, and they've been known to invest in the quarterback market, and quarterbacks are all the rage for NFL MVP. And you talk about a futures bet way into the future. The First of all, do you look at, these kind of things with an eye on actually spending your money on, say, NFL MVP or Coach of the Year, do you, do you seriously look at that as an investment or are you merely using that as a gauge to, for some amusement? What, is, what does someone like you do with that information? Yeah, I actually like playing the futures market a little bit more than I like playing week-by-week basis just because you get such great value. And sometimes I do it based off narrative, usually not. You know, I usually – we go into a season – I like the guys that are on contract years, like a Lamar Jackson this year, possibly. You know, the only problem is he's already won one. But I played Rodgers two years ago. The price was 22-1, to 1, and he was coming off a season where they thought maybe he was a little bit washed up, even though they went to the NFC Championship game. 
And the Packers ended up obviously drafting Jordan Love, and I knew that was going to piss him off. And you know how you know how he is, man. So like mm-hmm. anything, everybody's always attacking him. So I knew he was going to come out and be lights out with Matt Lafleur taking over year two in that system. So I do like doing things like that. This year, what I ended up doing, it was sixteen to one. I played Russell Wilson again. The narrative is he's been great. Um, he's won a Super Bowl, but he's never received even one MVP vote. Even though you know those last couple of years in Seattle when they broke up that defense. He was the only reason they were winning 10, 11 games. So I played him at that price just because now he's in Denver. He has all those weapons, put up the training camp, wearing his own jersey. The only problem is the offensive line isn't great, and he's in probably the toughest division in all of football. The Raiders got much better with Devontae Adams. I think the Chargers are live to win the Super Bowl this year. I love Justin Herbert. But I just think Russell Wilson's going to have a big year, and he's finally at least going to get some votes. So I took a shot with him. And then coach of the year, that's really interesting because a lot of people like Detroit this year, you know, to maybe win eight, nine, ten games and surprise some people because they fixed up that defensive line. They killed the draft. They added some guys. You just worry about Jared Goff, but Jared Goff has played in the Super Bowl. Granted, you know, Sean McVay was his play caller. But what I did was I just played Dan Campbell to win coach of the year because if Detroit wins nine games, double-digit games, you know, and they beat Aaron Rodgers and they beat Minnesota once, Dan Campbell's probably going to be coach of the year because everybody's fascinated with this guy, you know, and everybody loves this guy. So I took a shot with him. And then I really like uh, Dennis Allen in New Orleans because I love the Saints this year. I played their win total over nine wins. If Jameis could stay healthy, last year before he got injured, they were 5-2, and two, and he had 14 touchdown passes to just three picks. He was actually playing good football. Everybody's freaking out about Sean Payton retiring. I think if they win 10-11 games, and they beat Tampa Bay the last couple of years, and maybe they win that division, I think he has a shot. So, played Dennis Allen. Um, and then, as far as MVP, I love Russell Wilson this year. Well, it's interesting. It, it, the Let's start with Coach of the Year, and then we'll get back to MVP. Coach of the Year, you mentioned Dan Campbell. He's plus 1,200 on the BetMGM site. And yeah. that he is a, the co-favorite with Brian Dayball, Dayball uh, at plus, plus 1,200. And then you get... Vikings, Kevin O'Connell, plus 1,400. And then it, you get a whole bunch of them at plus 1,600. Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett. Chargers, Brandon Staley. Raiders, Josh McDaniels. Eagles, Nick Sirianni. I guess he's playing rock, paper, scissors for real money. Jaguars, Doug Peterson. Dolphins, Mike McDaniel. Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers. No mention of your guy from the Saints. I find that odd. Explain, Lucy. And, and that's... And that's what's crazy. Yeah, they took him off of the board. I, I want to say when it, when I got it earlier, it was around like 22 to 1. That was the price that he was marked at. You know, and I know the the Saints win total this year is 8.5. So it's not like they're projected to be a 5-6 win team. But they bring back a bunch of guys, Michael Thomas. And they bring back, uh, you know, Jar- they got Jarvis Landry going over there. And then uh, Ty- Tyrone Matthew, the Honey Badger, is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. So. I like them to be pretty solid. You brought up another name, actually, I wanted to throw out there. I almost forgot. Uh, Doug Peterson. I haven't played this, but I'm pretty interested in him this year with the Jags. They were a disaster last year because Urban Meyer, I mean, Urban Meyer is probably going to go down as the worst coach in NFL history, right? He couldn't make it through week nine, and all the stuff that came out right after was just brutal for his image, obviously. I don't even know that we're going to see him on Fox this year. Doug Peterson, and here it's Trevor Lawrence. Um, they had a bunch on the offensive side of the ball, even though they probably overspent for guys like Christian Kirk. If they could win nine, 10 games in that division, you know, especially we don't know what Matt Ryan's going to look like as quarterback of the Colts. I think that's a winnable division. 
I think Doug Peterson could win coach of the year. Look what he did in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz. If he could do the same thing with Trevor Lawrence, who's much more talented, I think he could win coach of the year. So that's usually the way that I target that though. First year coaches, you know, rarely do rarely win it, but lately, you know, I, I like these young guys that are taking over teams that are like right on the cup, uh, you know, right there, you know, they're good. They could win nine, 10 games and surprise some people. That's why maybe Kevin O'Connell from Minnesota might be a good pick as well, because it's so chalky to play a guy like Bill Belichick. You know, we really don't want to play Matt LaFleur because the Packers win 13, 14 games every year. And he never wins coach of the year because you know, the knock is he has Aaron Rodgers. So I look at these young coaches or these coaches that are taking over young teams. And I try to target those guys, you know, that there isn't high expectations for Ryan Horvath of BetMGM tonight is my guest. Before I let you go, I, I want to, when you have Russell Wilson at plus 16 or plus 14, MGM, BetMGM lists him at plus 1,400. So, yep. so the difference between him in football's most quarterback, the, the toughest division, against plus 1,200 for Dak Prescott, which seems like, to me, and I don't do this professionally, seems like better value with an easier go. Am I missing something here? Tell me what it is. No, you're not at all. See, the thing with Dak Prescott is, and I wanted to do this last year, and I wanted to do it with Comeback Player of the Year. I don't love Mike McCarthy. Um, I didn't love him those last couple of years. You're going to have to take a, You're going to have to take a number for that, Ryan. Exactly. And so I don't, he always, his fingerprints are all over that offense. I know it was Kellen Moore's offense. Uh, We've, we've seen enough Green Bay Packer football to know that was Mike McCarthy's offense. And he is still fascinated with Ezekiel Elliott, who's washed up and he's out of shape pretty much every season. He was, I mean, he came into camp last year in shape, but he was not good. They have Tony Pollard. He's ready to be their lead back. He could rush for over 1200 yards and have 12 touchdowns. If they just give him 20 carries a game. You know, or at least split carries. But he is fascinated with Ezekiel Elliott. So that's the thing. I don't like the play calling enough. And I'm a little worried, actually, about the Cowboys in that division. I think the Eagles are going to be a sneaky team, um, especially with all the weapons that they added. Washington would be much better if they could get Chase Young back on the field. And I think the Giants are going to surprise people. That's another team I really like. If, if Saquon Barkley could stay healthy for once, you know, and Brian Dable finally takes over his own team and, and he could work with Daniel Jones, you know, everybody's down on Daniel Jones, but look at the guys that have been calling his plays the last couple of years. Ben McAdoo, I think that I think they could at least make him look a little bit better. I think the Giants could surprise people and win that division. So I'm down on Dak Prescott mainly because of the coaching staff in Dallas. Well, all you need is another Zeke injury, and then it has to be Dak Prescott, and then he gets to show he's MVP, and that injury might come in training camp. You never know. Check out Thousand Oaks. I appreciate your time, Ryan. Thanks for the insight. Thanks so much for having me. Ryan Horvitt, BetMGM Tonight. He's a co-host of that and the BetMGM MLB podcast. That's great stuff. He likes the Bears over. Six and a half? He likes them higher than that. (laughs) That's because Matt Nagy's not around. But you're still laughing at it. Well, I'm laughing at the Bears anyways. And I was laughing at the Bears while I was watching the Kyler Murray Arizona Cardinals contract embarrassment play out and this resounds with some Bears fans this bounces through Hallis Hall we'll discuss that I'll share it with you it's Saturday suckage it's a prime hood ornament for Saturday suckage actually 
I'm Steve Rosenblum. Thanks for listening. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Steve Rosenblum. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Indeed it is. I'm Steve Rosenblum. This is Saturday Suckage. I will be joined at the top of the hour by one of the co-founders of Saturday Suckage and the Wake and Bake Club. His name is Mark Grody. He was out of Bears practice today. This was... This was the Bears going through a Saturday, finishing the practice. Mark will give us, will let us know what went on. Here is a Twitter update from Brad Biggs, a regular on Mully and Haw. Tevin Jenkins missed practice for the third consecutive day. For the first, for the first time, Riley Reef at left tackle, Michael Schofield at right guard, worked with the ones in team drills. Sam Mustafer now manning snaps at center with Lucas Patrick out. Fractured right hand is what it's believed to be. Biggs continues these developments, and the spring have given Larry Borum the inside path for the right tackle job. Keep in mind everything can change, and quickly when the full pads finally go on next week. That's it. They're going to hit each other in anger next week. Some things will change. Some things will be determined. We'll go from there. So maybe you were following it this week. And the way it came to a head was Kyler Murray staged a surprise press conference where he was talking about the fallout from his, the homework study clause has been, quote, disrespectful and almost a joke. The Cardinals negotiated a clause where he has to put in four hours of independent film study a week and He agreed to that, and he signed that $230 million contract. And then news of that clause got out that that's what the Cardinals wanted, and that's what Kyler Murray agreed to, and then it became a major embarrassment. Kyler Murray at his press conference said, quote, there's multiple different ways to watch film. Of course we all watch film. That doesn't need to be questioned. I refuse to let my work ethic and my preparation be in question. I've put an incomprehensible amount of time in what I do. So let's clarify. Let's review the bidding for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals as we try to determine who's the bigger idiot. It was Kyler Murray's team that questioned his work ethic and preparation. And, by the way, Kyler... It was you, let's be clear here, you agreed to have that clause that questioned your work ethic and preparation in your contract. And that's the way it came down. And then yesterday the Cardinals removed that clause from the contract saying we never questioned it when we know they did. And Carlo Murray said his work ethic doesn't need to be questioned. And not only did the quest, the Cardinals question it, but so did Kyler Murray. He agreed that it needed to be questioned. So I have something for you. If you ever wondered why the Bears are a joke, you can just check out the Cardinals. Their owner is one of the names that George McCaskey mentioned when asked who he looks to for help. In the NFL, he talks to Michael Bidwell. This is the guy, Michael Bidwell, whose team needed to put in a clause in a $230 million contract for the most important player on his team, 
that he has to study. McCaskey talks to Michael Bidwell, whose Cardinals had to release a public statement saying, no, 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 never mind, we're removing that clause. We never doubted the guy, obviously, we doubted him. Michael McCaskey talks to the guy who owns that team. He mentioned it when he was beginning his search for what led to Ryan Poles, who likes to sign guys who get arrested, and and Michael and, and George George McCaskey talked about Michael Bidwell as one of the guys he turns to for advice. In case you were wondering why the Bears have a far greater chance of being a clown college than a Super Bowl champion. The amount of stupid gas that fills Hallis Hall seems never-ending, and perhaps that's one of the reasons why. So earlier we were talking about Ryan Horvath of BetMGM.com. BetOnline.com has... Um, has released odds of 14 of the 17 Falcons games. This was reported by my friend Schultz, who writes columns for The Athletic in Atlanta. The Falcons are favored in only one game, one and a half points over the Bears. So that's a team with failed GMs on the payroll and failed play Bears players, and they're going to be favored over the Bears in case you were wondering how things seem to be going for the Bears. Uh, by the way, there's something else about another Bears expat. Robert Mays of The Athletic tweeted this. Main takeaway from two days at Rams camp, the staff here is in love with Allen Robinson. From his approach in meetings to what he can give them in this offense, his route tree and where he can line up are more varied than they'd even hoped. Potential monster year coming. How are you going to feel when Allen Robinson goes all Allen Robinson. And he does it for the Rams. And they have a former NFC North quarterback. And he just won a Super Bowl. And they have Cooper, they have two receivers who are going to make it easy for Allen Robinson to be a star. Cooper Cup. And they're just going to attract all the attention. It's really, it's going to be a thing. And the fact that the, the notable part of this, and it's, we're going to get eventually, well, we might get tired, we might not get tired of pointing out how embarrassingly bad, how football stupid Matt Nagy and his staff and his scheme and his approach, his inability to coach the players who were there, it, we might forget that. We might get past it. But when, it, when Robert Mays tweeted that he can line up in his route trees more varied than they'd even hoped. What does that tell you about the way the, that previous staff used them? So who knows? Well, you, you can watch film and say, okay, well, the Bears sucked. They did this, they did that. The imagination was never used. For as, as all the gimmick plays that Matt Nagy had, they were gimmick plays based on X players. Based on, you know, it whatever, anonymous players, random players. You just do this. You do this, and it doesn't matter who's running the play. We'll make it work because the play is so great. The Rams seem to be able to coach players. That's a huge difference. That's what awaits Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze. Can you coach these players? Schemes don't matter if the players, if you don't, if, the, if you can't put the players in the position to succeed. 
That's what we, we saw. Matt Nagy could not coach the team in front of him. He couldn't coach the game in front of him. What Matt Eberflus has to show, and Luke Getze, they can coach the players they have. They can coach Justin Fields. Can they make him more efficient and just as dangerous? You don't want Justin Fields to lose that touchdown to check down mentality. You do want him to be able to find that window, make the decision. Can they do that? Can they use the running game? Like, I love David Montgomery. I, I, I love, if nothing else, I love the quote talking about being able to come back and being able to be respected. It's definitely good that someone recognizes it, meaning that his, he's getting praise for his professionalism from the coaching staff. At the same time, it's just about being a pro and it's just what I'm supposed to do. You don't get treats or coupons for being a pro. <laughs> it's either you're a pro or you're out of the league. I think I want to pick being a pro. I love, I love that approach from David Montgomery. And I don't want Luke Getze to be bored calling running plays the way Matt Nagy was. Because the running plays in Matt Nagy's mind were diminishing his brilliant offensive scheme. I want a guy who wants to win. And the way you win is by maximizing your players and their talent and what your team does well. And in effect, minimizing the other team. Generally, it's their offense. Keep them off the field. So I'm hopeful for that. But that's one of the things that Robert Mays' report on Allen Robinson said is that it wasn't, the Bears didn't even try to make Allen Robinson that guy because it didn't fit with Matt Nagy's mindset. Matt Nagy's mindset had nothing to do with who are my players? What can they do well? How do we maximize this? It's my scheme wins. My scheme is great because it's my scheme. And it wasn't. And it didn't work. Are you a Jamar Chase fan? He, and we know NFL players. They, they rush to see what their Madden rating is and then scream about it when it's not good enough. Jamar Chase tweeted about not making the top 10 in the Madden 23 rankings. Quote, I'm going to keep working, extra motivation, and then there was a serene smiley face emoji. So that tweet drew this from Tom Brady, who's in his mid-40s. Don't sweat it, man. Madden didn't even put me in the game my second year. Laughing emoji. You can go back and check to see whether it was Tom Brady's second year in which he quarterbacked the Patriots to a Super Bowl win. So <laughs> there's your Madden ratings. I'm Steve Rosenblum. This is Saturday Suckage. The This is also the Wake and Bake Club. Before we bring on the co-founder of the Wake and Bake Club at top of the hour, Mark Grody, uh, I want to get to this. There's a Hall of Fame member of um, the Wake and Bake Club. I guess we'll have to call him Big Puffy. And there's a new version of the Ryan Apple Express rolling through Chicago, thanks to Lala. I'll discuss all that as we welcome the Waken Bakers here. You have a home, and you need it if you're a White Sox fan, a Bears fan, Cubs fan, Blackhawks fan, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio 670.
Steve Rosenblum. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Welcome in, welcome back. David Ross's double bird aside, the Cubs have made a move. They've sent Chris Martin to the Yankees, according to Buster Olney. It was tweeted out just moments ago. Six foot eight, Chris Martin. Six foot eight, 225 pound Chris Martin, who was 1 0 with an ERA of 4.31, a whip of 1.34, but he had a war of 0.1. So there you go. He has been traded. I don't know what the return is. I haven't seen that. He is traded from the Cubs to the Yankees, according to Buster Only. So as long as we're in the AL East, we've gone from the Yankees making acquiring a I mean I'm sorry, the Dodgers. The Dodgers. The the Dodgers. Chris Martin was traded to the Dodgers. According to Buster Only. So last week, David Ortiz went into the Hall of Fame. And now it was it has been unveiled. Ortiz has a new line of products called Poppy cannabis the wake and bake club welcomes we'll call him big puffy right that's we have to cannabis company named rev brands announced wednesday they're teaming up with ortiz for a new line of products called poppy cannabis ortiz said in a statement once i embraced the flow of the flower everything changed cannabis helped me relax sleep better manage stress and heal physically after a lifetime of playing ball and I look forward to sharing poppy cannabis and my personal journey to help people understand its benefits. The first product in the line is called Sweet Sluggers. And that will include some of what Rev Rands call Big Poppy's favorite strains or cultivars, which have colorful names such as Black Mama Number no. 7, Lava Cake Number no. 7. How many other lava cakes do you need? Motor Breath 15, Motor Breath, and Bootylicious number four. Smoke weed every day. <clears throat> so there's there's the Wake and Bake Club welcoming Big Puffy to the group. There is also news out at Lala. We know that Lala is is a well. What's debuted at Lala are now two. Last year there was one. And now there is a second cannabis. It's a shuttle from a nearby weed shop, a Verilife weed shop. It's a shuttle to Lala. The bus serves as a lounge, and it'll get you rolling, take you to Lala and back. And that has become, it was such a hit last year that Verilife, a Chicago-owned cannabis dispensary, has a cannabis Fleet, C-A-N-N-A-B-U-S. They'll be running two shuttles today and tomorrow. They did it yesterday. Up to 25 customers each, back and forth every 20 minutes during the festival. Last year, they had one shuttle. This is a Tribune report. Uh, Melissa Buckley, a Verilife spokeswoman, said, Lollapalooza last year really put the store on the map. That's why we beefed it up this year to allow even more customers to shop with us. And it's very popular in Lollapalooza, as you might imagine. Festival goers were lining up at various pot stores Thursday morning. You got your regular customers getting ready for the weekend. You got your 
You got your out-of-towners and, you know, dispensaries are doing really good business. Verilife, you may remember, was the company that signed Ryan Sandberg. And Mark Grody, who will be with us at the top of the hour, who had a really good relationship with Ryan Sandberg, did a post-game show with Ryan when he was, when Mark Grody was uh, hosting the the did the pregame for the Cubs post game and the during game reports. He would do a fifth inning, and he the post game show was often with Ryan Sandberg, and we tried to get Ryan on to talk about being a spokesman, a representative of Verilife, and we had one texter supply the greatest example, the greatest name, the Ryan Apple Express. If you're going to make a cultivar, and Ryan Sandberg is your spokesman, it's the Ryan Apple Express. That's excellent. Now, I don't know why. We haven't heard from Ryan on that. But I don't know why these this fleet of Verilife, these cannabuses, aren't called the Ryan Apple Expresses. That's what they should be called. Taking people to Maybe it would be lost on Lala people. Maybe only the Lala kids' parents would know. But a line's a line, and that's it. And so Ryan Sandberg is, I, we still haven't, I don't know, I'll ask Grody about that. Do we know anything? Can we get him? Has he talked about that? I just haven't seen it. But I thought that was a terrific, terrific opportunity for Verilife to, to release, the, and the Wake and Bake Club would be interested in this. Something else the Wake and Bake Club would be interested in, we've I brought you before, several weeks ago, the way to become a ganjier. There's a camp in Northern California where you learn the ganja. Ricky Williams is up there. He's studying to get his his certificate in being a ganjier. It's like a sommelier, but just for pot. So it's a ganjier. Well, New York, they're hiring somebody who can be in the Department of Small Businesses a, um, a liaison in the Office of Cannabis. They have an Office of Cannabis Management. So you Awaken Bay Club members, you know how to manage your cannabis, right? They want you, people with experience in the field, you too become, you can become a spokesperson. So we, we offer you job opportunities here, WB Club members. Gangier, spokesperson. And now I wanted, my math is always bad. I hate math became a sports writer because I thought there'd be no math involved. And so I tried to do some math. I apologize in advance. Did you see, if, if you're a sports writer, you're obligated to, the first two things you're obligated to do are to get Marriott points and to love Springsteen. Those are the rules. I don't make them up. We just live by them. So Springsteen's going out on tour. He's not coming to Chicago. I guess we can't afford him. Did you see the prices? The original prices... Stuff you saw, four thousand to five thousand dollars for Bruce Springsteen. That is four thousand to five thousand a seat. So then I started started trying to do some math, and I'm sure I will have many texters doing that. Oh, eight one five white rhino, excellent. That's really really a good call. Eight one five texter. I'm sure I'll have texters help me out with this. I tried to do the math, and I don't know what order to do this. <laughs> I, if 
if your out your pot goes for on average three fifteen an ounce, three hundred and fifty dollars an ounce, and you get eighty four joints out of each ounce, and there's twelve point seven ounces, like four thousand bucks. The price of a Springsteen seat will get you twelve point seven ounces, and at eighty four joints per ounce, that should work out to, according to my math. 1,006 joints. If I did my math right, would you rather have 1,006 joints or one seat to see Springsteen? I just thought I'd bring that up. See if my math is right. Because I know if it's not, all I have to do is say it on the radio and everybody there is going to help me. And I appreciate that everybody there is going to help me. And by the way, speaking of, as long as we're talking about the Wake and Bake Club. We're also talking about the what happens afterwards with the munchies. And there is a place in Logan Square that is making a Chaco Taco. There were less than a thousand left in the world. And Klondike was not making them anymore. And it set off chaos. And where how can you get how can you hoard Chaco Tacos? And they can't all be sent to your house, Klondike tweeted out. There's a place in Logan Square, and now I can't find where I put the information. I can't do math, and I can't stay organized, so I'm apologizing in advance for this. The idea that you can get a Choco Taco still exists, and it's made with horchata ice cream. I tasted horchata for the first time a couple months ago. It was life-changing. And then it's been, since then, it's been tough to come by. My Trader Joe's gave it to me, and then they took it away. And the idea, I don't know why the idea of putting cinnamon in ice cream hasn't been been executed earlier. But then you add chocolate and nuts and a waffle cone. You basically repurpose and deconstruct a drumstick, but you're doing it with horchata ice cream. That's living large. That's the way to do it. Steve, the uh, the name of the place in Logan Square is the Lonesome Rose. There you go. How do you know that? How do you know that, Caesar? I got the internet in front of me here. Oh, look at you doing work. Did you do my math for me? Did you check my math? I don't know. All I can think is uh, that many joints will definitely uh, make you forget that you even wanted to go to the Springsteen concert, I would think. Yeah? I... I... I, I don't know. I mean, it depends how much you love Springsteen. I know a particularly several particularly crazed Springsteen fans, and I don't know what they take. 630 Texter, I'll take the joints plus retail at $10, so that's 10060 <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not saying you're trying to make money on this. You're just you're taking the 4000 bucks. Do you want 1,006 joints or one seat to see Springsteen? And so Lonesome Rose is the place you can get that. Well, I'm glad you found that. Have you, are you a, are you a, yeah, I know horchata's at every corner taco joint, 815 texture. I just haven't been to many. I've led a sheltered life. Although I try to eat at all the taco joints I can. But I have not, I have not had that opportunity. So 
Now I forgot. Caesar, what was I going to say? You're supposed to remind me of stuff. You're going to ask me something about a Choco Taco I think was coming, and, and you kind of lost your thought Did you have the love there. for this? Did you know this? Did you know what the deal was? I did, did not. You know, I, I heard that there was still one place serving them, and now that I know the name of it, I, it is something I, I might want to go check out for sure. I mean, especially being made with the uh, horchata ice cream. That sounds amazing. So are you familiar with horchata ice cream? Oh, yeah. Uh, being... 50% Mexican myself, I, I definitely am familiar with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I have led a sheltered life. You you failed me, Caesar, that I had to wait. <clears throat> and it wasn't you who led me to the glory, to the wonderment, to the rejuvenative process, uh, rejuvenative properties of horchata. You failed me. That's it. You better remind me of stuff next hour that we have to do, okay? You can do that. I'm try, I try. I try to. I try to throughout the show. Just kind of pop in your ear. Okay. All right. So next hour we're going to have Mark Grody on. We're going to talk bears, my friend. And a there is a a Hollywood legend died. It's an unbelievable polar opposites of producing movies. You cannot believe anybody who can match Jack Nicholson and the monkeys. This is a life worth talking about. And there's also a bit of Hollywood in Julio Rodriguez. This is hysterical. And we'll go from there. Plus a story on the Dark Knight. I never heard this story about Heath Ledger before. I'll share that with you. And if the Cubs trade any more 6-8 pitchers, you'll get it here first. Mark Grody talking Bears coming up next. Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.